top of the morning to you. Hello. This is your girl, you know, Fabulous Frida. Always your host here to bring you the most on WDGS on your podcast station. And I tell you this top of the AM. Mm, the spirit has been moving mightily. The Lord awakened me around 3 a.m. It is now exactly 4.07 on my clock. And I tell you, in my demographic location and station, I'm on Eastern Time. It is considered the wee hours of the morning. But it seems to be coming becoming a common thing i don't know about anybody else but the spirit of the lord has been wakening me between the time frame of 3 and 5 a.m for several months now and so as the lord awakened me around three o'clock he began to guide me a couple of things to do you know i'd be fuddle duddling that's what i call it and then god set me still and took me into a steady And I want to share with you what I began to study because it is a word from the Lord. Trust me, when God awakens you at odd hours, that's the time you should ask God, what is it that he wants you to hear? What is it that he wants you to know? What is it that he wants you to read? What is it that he wants you to pray? Let me tell you something. Call it not strange when God awakens you at odd hours of the a.m. It is not for us to sit still and be still, and it is to unless it's to know God. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed it. It's not for us to sit still and be still unless it is for us to know God. And this is the time of the a.m. when I always ask God. I said, "Okay, God, because you could have allowed me to sleep to the broad daylight." But instead, you awaken me at this time of the morning. What is it you need to say to me? What is it you need to guide me to do? What is it you want me to pray for and who to intercede for? Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. This is my communing time with God. And you know, sometimes some people, they get awakened and they go sit in front of the TV. Oh, God, help me today. And then they just sit there and they just stay there until they fall asleep. Some people wake up and they go eat. And they think that's what they should do. But listen to me. Whenever God wakens you in those times of the morning, it is for him to minister to you because he needs to give you a message. He needs to give you a word. And this is the time when you can commune with him. So you got to understand how important it is to meditate on the word. The Bible says meditate day and night. And oftentimes you find people, and I'm guilty myself, you get so busy during the day, you don't make time to meditate. So I don't never have no crumbs with God, however he moved with me, because he knows during the day, and I do. Some days I get so super busy. And if I'm not busy, guess what I do? I sit in front of the TV and watch movies and eat too. But see, to spend that intimate time with God... Whenever God awakens me like he does and have been doing recently, I say probably in the last year, then listen to me because I used to do my duties during the day and still making time and I was studying my word in the morning. I was studying my word in the evening. But see, I got kind of sidetracked from doing that, especially last year because I went through a lot of processing and, and grieving and I had to learn how to to place certain things, you know, in my thought process in certain places. And that's what I want to talk to you about right there. Hold it right there, right there. What are you thinking? I want to share with you what the Spirit gave to me this morning. Three things. Three things that has become a blessing or a beast. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed it. Three things in your life. That can be a blessing or a beast. And y'all know what a beast is. A beast is like a lion, a tiger, a bear. Oh my. And they don't come to play. And they don't come pretending. Have you ever noticed that? About a lion, a tiger, and a bear? 
They don't pretend to be anything else. When they show up, they look at you and they ready to ravish and eat you and tear you apart. And this is what happens in your life with these three things I'm about to share with you. They're going to either bless you or they're going to be a beast and they're going to tear you apart. And I had to sit here for a minute. Oh, God, help me today. As the Spirit began to minister to me. Because, see, this is what's happening with me. I'm in the zone right now. And so when the Spirit begins to minister to me, because I'm going to tell you. <laughs> oh, God, help me today. When I first was awakened, I first went to, uh, you know, to, to, to pay a water bill. And then afterwards, I washed my hands and I, and I sat and I stood in the mirror for a minute. And that's when the spirit began to just give me a message. And then I came and I got my word. I got my Bible. I got my notes. I got my highlighter. I got my ink pen. Yes, I'm doing all this at 3 a.m. in the morning. And I'm at the table. Oh, God, help me today. And as I sat at the table and God began to minister to me and give me these words, I said, oh, my God. And God said, you need to release this on your podcast. And you need to let the people know in 2024 that I am doing three things that's going to either bless them or be a beast. It's going to be a blessing or a beast. It's going to be a blessing or a beast. And then I said, but God, I thought you told me in the spirit, mm, my God, that my next three sessions is supposed to be coming from Deuteronomy chapter 15. On canceling debts, on release every seven years. And the Lord say, I am. But I want you to incorporate for people to understand. In order to receive the release, oh God, help me today. They got to exercise three things. Three things that's going to bring a blessing or it's going to bring a beast. And let me tell you, when something bring a beast in your life, it eats away at you. You'll find yourself where you can't function. You ever just sit down, I'm telling you, a beast, a lion, a tiger, and a bear. Oftentimes, if you watch anything, go pull it up. Watch something on YouTube. Watch something, you know, Google it and see what generally happens to an individual when they are attacked by a lion, a tiger, and a bear. Oh, my most of the time, their body is left mangled. Sometimes they can't even be recognized. And God said in this season, it's going to be three things that's going to determine your life. Listen to me, your life and yours only to be generate blessings or beasts. And if the beast take over, then you won't be able to recognize. You won't be recognized for who you think you are. Let me share these three things. Mm. Oh, God, help me today. But first, I want to share with you. I'm going to still read to you. Deuteronomy, chapter 15. I'm going to intertwine it. Because the reason for all of this to occur is going to generate a blessing. And if you don't really get it, oh, I hope somebody grab it then it's going to generate a beast on your pathway. I'm just going to speak to you as the Spirit telling me. This, this is not an Alfredo message. This is a word from the Lord. At verse 1, chapter 15, Deuteronomy, it said, At the end of every seven years, thou shalt make a release. That means you. You should make a release. You should make a list of what you need to release. Hello. And at verse 2, it says, And this is the manner of the release. Every creditor that lendeth out unto his neighbor shall release it. He shall not exact it of his neighbor or of his brother or his sister because it, it it is called it is called it is called listen to me it is called the lord's release 
Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. This is not about you thinking that you got to keep this stuff up in your head and keep a tally of who you think owe you. It said your neighbor, your brother, your creditors. This is the time you got to release it for the Lord. You got to say, God, give me the strength if you don't have it to release whatever I have lent, to release whatever I have released and given out, God. I want to release it. If somebody owed me and they ain't gave it back and they ain't going to give it back, Lord, let me release that from my heart because you told me this is the Lord's release. This is not our freedom release. This is not your release. Don't put your name on that. You got to say, I release this because the Lord instructed me. I'm going to release it. Oh, God, help me today. At verse number three, it said, even if it was a foreigner and they may, they may have exact it again. That means they may come up in your thoughts again with somebody who owed me. I really don't know that well, but, but, but you know, they owe me. All these these exact thoughts coming in your head that somebody owe you. It said, thy hands shall release. Oh God, I tell you, I just got a revelation. Because I'm going to tell you something for many years. You know, sometimes we get caught up in these relationships. This is what the Spirit is leading me to say. And people really think people owe them because they hurt them, because they broke them. and, 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 And they think they broke them. But listen to me. They don't, this is the year to release that person. You got to release them. I'm telling you. In order to be blessed and not get stuck with the beast, you got to release that person. You know, so many times, because I was like that. I felt, especially with my second husband, all that I put out and poured out, I felt he owed me to the day he died. Or I died, whichever came first. Because I felt I did so much more than what I could have, should have, would have, ought to did. And nobody knew like I did except God and him. I'm sure he did. He ain't want to tell the truth. Nothing but the truth. But when I say I put out and I poured out and I put up with stuff, I'm talking about long suffering. I'm not talking about no few years. I'm talking about for almost 30 years of my life. And let me tell y'all something. And when I decided with all my strength and all my might to walk away and release it wholeheartedly, for a minute, I felt they owed me. I felt if any time I called them, asked them, want them to do anything, they ought to have been delighted and glad to do it. How many of you ever been stuck like that in a relationship? Because you poured out and you poured out to this person. You poured out to this man or you poured out to this woman and you felt like because you you gave of yourself to the innermost parts of who you felt you was you felt you gave up so much of your wonderful years some of your best years that's what I say I gave up some of my best years for a person that wasn't doing nothing but playing with my emotions oh yes it had me vexed for a good while but I had to release it even before I read this Because God said in order to truly forgive a person, you got to fully release a person. Oh, God, help me today. I hope somebody grabbed it. In order to forgive a person, you got to fully release that thing. You got to release it. You got to let it go. And this is the year of the release. Let me tell you. Listen, don't get, don't get, don't get it. Don't make it personal. You got, well, yes, you do. Make it personal. I changed that. Make it personal. Because it is personal. It's personal for you to release this thing. Listen to me. You got to get it and you got to grab it. Because remember, you got to remind yourself and you got to talk to yourself. You got to tell yourself, this is my season. Do I want to be blessed or do I want to be consumed by the beast? Do I want to be consumed with blessings or do I want to be consumed by the beast? Listen, you got to grab this. Do I want to be consumed with blessings or do I want to be consumed by the beast? And in order to be consumed by the blessings, you got to release. This is the Lord's release. This Don't put your name on it, but it's personal. This is the Lord's release, and that's what the words say. And you have to ask God and say, God, help me to release this. This person don't owe me anything anymore. If I've carried this in my heart, if I've carried this in my might, and I feel like because of what they had and what I gave and what I did and what I put in it, they owe me. 
Well, this is the year of release. So you can scratch that if you want to receive your blessings. So the Bible says at verse number four, it says, Save when there shall be no poor among you. For the Lord shall greatly bless thee. You see that? You see that word? Bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for inheritance to possess it. No matter how many people owe you, in other words, what this scripture saying, it going to still be somebody that going to have a need. There's going to always be poor people among us. You're going to always have to be in a position to release anyway, anyhow. Hello. And if you got a heart hardened that you don't want to release, so guess what? You're going to be stuck anyhow. But you have to understand because there will always be poor people. God, if God bless you and bless your land, it's supposed to be to be a blessing to give. And whatever you gave, if you gave it and you licked it and you looking for it, then the word of God is saying this is the year of release. Let it go. You got to release this thing. I'm telling you to take you to the next level of blessings. At verse number five, it said, Only if thou carefully hearten unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all these commandments which I command thee this day. For the Lord thy God blesses thee as he promised thee. And thou shalt lend unto many and thou shalt not borrow. And thou shalt reign over many. But they shall not reign over you. I'm going to put a pen right there. Now let me go on to verse 7. And, and if there be among you a poor man of one of thy brethren within any of thy gates. Y'all know what that means. Anywhere near you. Then the Bible says, The Lord thy God giveth thee to give. Thou shalt not hearten thy heart, nor shall you shut your hand from the poor brethren. But thou shalt open thy hand wide unto him, and shall surely lend him sufficient for his need, and that which he wanted. That's at the end of verse 8. I had to go on to that because let me tell you something. You know, don't nothing vex my spirit more than when somebody helps somebody and then they call and, and act like they did something. If the Lord led them to do it, then you should be blessed and thankful that you in a position. You know, I remember a while back, there was a person that needed assistance. And I was led by the Spirit of the Lord to call several people and collect some money. They needed assistance for a, a, a real, a real high utility bill. And even though, you know, as time moved on, the person didn't even continue to live in that place. But at that time, this is what God led me to do. That person had a want. And not just that person, it had been several people where God has instructed me to assist them with bills in a place and they didn't stay there. I'm just saying. But it wasn't for me to sit back and harbor on what I did because once I released it, I released it. But you know, there are some people, they'll call you and tell you and do a roll call of everything they did to help somebody like they need some brownie points. Oh, God help me today. And I got a familiar phrase that I tell people that call me and talk like that. If it bothers you when you do something, don't do it. Because see, then you're blocking your blessings. If it bothers you when you release something, don't do it because you're blocking your blessings. Now, I just read it to you. If it bothers you when you release something, don't do it because you're blocking your blessings. See, this is the part in life that I started in understanding as a young, young person. I know that there are people, if God lead me to bless them, I'm going to be blessed. Hello. I don't, I don't think everybody get that and got that. That there are certain people, and then it's not about whether or not they they got, they have, or they don't have. Whenever God lead me, that's why the Bible says, when you release, this is God release season. This not your release season. Because whatever you got in order to give, God had to give it to you. Oh, God help me today. So therefore, this is God release season. This ain't your release season. 
Make it personal, but it ain't personal. Hello, let me put it that way. Now, let me tell you the three things that's going to bless you. The three things that's going to bless you through this season of release. Your words. Wait, wait, wait. Let me back this thing up. Because y'all know I get carried away. I get the freestyling. And I be trying to retain stuff when the Holy Spirit be talking to me and teaching me. There's three things that's going to determine whether you're going to be blessed or you're going to be consumed by the beast. Number one, your faults. Because I always say you got to think a thing before you speak a thing. And if you don't, you might need to be careful folks, before you speak. Hello. <laughs> so first things first is your thoughts. How are you thinking? Number two, your words. What are you saying? And number three, your deeds. What are you doing? Now, I want to give you a little breakdown on it. Because when we look at number one, what does the word say? There's a certain way that our thoughts should be. Listen to me. I'm telling you. It's not just a phrase. But it's also a scripture. Now, a lot of times people take a phrase and they don't know it's a scripture. But, you know, when Steve Harvey wrote the book, Think like a man. Trust me. There's a scripture that coincides. It said, as a man thinketh. Hello. So the phrase, as a man thinketh, so is he. That's a scripture from Proverbs 23 and 7. And it suggests that a person thoughts. Listen to me. You got to grab this. That a person thoughts. Let me repeat that. That a person thoughts. Form and shape their belief. It form and shape their character and their actions. Now, when we look at it in the scripture, the scripture emphasizes the power of one thoughts. You got to get this. Your thoughts have a lot of power. And so, and so, and in that power, this is how you process. Whether or not you are you going to influence your own behavior and you're going to position yourself to practice, to praise, or you're going to ultimately determine the kind of person that become as a problem. You ever seen problem people? Oh, God, help me today. Oftentimes, problem people is because they have problematic thoughts. They don't become a problem because they just a human being. It generates from their thoughts. That's why in this dispensation of time in 2024, I'm telling you, if you've been dealing, God is severancing relationships with people with them jacked up, messed up, tore up, toxic, and tainted thought process. And it's draining. Every time you got to detox somebody from, from, from toxic thinking, It drains you. It drains your energy. It drains your day. And sometimes I don't think people realize how much, well, I can talk for me. I have been pouring out even in my coaching. And I said, you know what? It's one thing that you coach people because people are coachable. Everybody ain't coachable. Some people are not coachable. And what I mean by that is you can give them step one, two, three to hit the lotto and they still won't play. And you can guarantee it. So in other words, what I'm saying, you can give them step one, two, three. You can give them advice, 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 and they won't activate it. And when they don't activate what you give them, but they call you and ask for it, that means they're not coachable. Hello. And so in this dispensation of time and season, I'm telling you, you got to look at this street. We on a two-way street. You on the street of blessings or beasts. You got to make the choice. Only you can make it. Now, let me tell you something else about your thoughts. According to the scripture, it says, Proverbs 23 and 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, meaning he or she, so is he. So whatever you are in your life, if you got, if you think you are nothing, if you think you are nobody, if you think that people don't like you and people don't want you, if that's your thinking, then so is you. Because this is what I say to people. Some stuff people need to never, never, never let come out their mouth. I'm going to say by me, I would. 
what I call garbage disposal words. And I don't place garbage disposal words over my life. I don't. And even if somebody's speaking to me and do it, I rebuke them. Unless they're telling the truth. Now, if they're telling the truth, then I need to examine it and I need to work on it. And everybody know when somebody's telling the truth about who they are and what they are. Hello. There's no need to fall out with folks for the truth. I'm just saying. But, but that, that, that goes back again to a person thinking. Because if a person thinks that they rather, they rather live a lie than hear a truth, then that says something about their thought process. You, did you get that? Some people rather hear a lie than be told the truth. And they call the wrong person if they die my number. I'm just telling you. <laughs> but Proverbs 23 and 7 say, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. It goes on to say, Eat and drink, saith God to thee. But your heart is not with thee. And that means God is saying, people can sit in front of you and eat and drink and still tell lies. And they heart ain't with you. See, you, you can be sitting at the table with them. And you don't know what they thinking if they don't tell you. That's why I could never understand when people used to say, you ever heard people say, oh, they think they this, and they think they that, or they think they cute, or they think they smart, or they think they know everything. How do you know if you didn't ask? Hello? And they'll say this about people sometimes. They don't even know. They be total strangers. I always found that to be perplexing, and I always thought them was the worst kind of thinkers. Because how you going to say what another person thinking you ain't never, ever, ever talked to that's a stranger? Or if you know them, you never asked them that question. Did you ever ask them, do they think they cute? Did you ever ask them, do they think they smarter than everybody? Did you ever ask them that question? Because here in the scripture, it says you can sit and eat and drink with somebody and you still don't know what they thinking. Hello. You don't know what they thinking in them if they don't tell you. So the Bible said, for he thinketh in his heart. So you don't know what's in a person's heart when you talk about what you think somebody think if you ain't ask them. Hello. Let me keep moving on. Number two. Now I done covered enough in the thoughts for you to get. No, no, no. Let me let me let me let me give you one more tip on the thoughts. Because when I thought about what I gotta give you what you need to think. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I got to give you what you need to think. In Philippians 4 and 8, the Apostle Paul, he wrote a lot of books. It's called the Paulina Epistles. He got several books, all of Paul teaching. He was an apostle. All of his teachings are good teachings. He was teaching the folk, the church folks how to act in the church. <laughs> he was teaching the believers how to act right as believers. So in Paul teaching, he says about thinking. He said, I exhort the Philippians to direct their thoughts toward things that are true. Oh, God, help me today. Did you get that? Whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are right. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. And admirable. Paul gave instructions to think on these things. These are the things that should be emphasized in your thoughts. Your importance of maintaining that positive and wholesome thoughts, which is essential for your spiritual well-being, as well as your natural well-being, is to sit down and think on these things. When you find yourself and you ain't thinking on them things, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are a good report, then you know what you find yourself doing? You're setting your thoughts up for the beast. I'm just saying. It's not for the blessings. It's for the beast. But in, when we look at that and we think about it, then that's the reason why we have to sometimes pray and ask God. God, give me the strength to transform my thoughts. 
That's another scripture. It says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Sometimes you just need to ask God for a new mind. I'm just saying. (laughs) And ask him to help you with your mental thought process. And stop thinking all that toxic stuff. I'm just saying. If you sit around and you consume your day with always thinking about what somebody had bad to say. Well, everybody don't have somebody that say something bad about them. So what? It didn't make it the end of the world and it definitely didn't shave no skin off your back. And if it did, then you know what? You need to ask God to do a restoration. Because listen to me. If those are your thought process, are you sitting around every day consuming what somebody didn't say, but it wasn't lovely, it wasn't pure, it wasn't just, it wasn't good report, it's time to release. Let it go. Put that on your release list. Let it go. We in a new year. Let it go. Number two, words. What do the Bible say about words? Well, I tell you with me, in all my words, if I don't do anything throughout the day, I use to give thanks. I thank God throughout the day. I thank people. You know, I remember back in corporate America, they always was big on teaching us to do thank you cards. We send thank you cards. Now people don't do thank you cards, but they can text you and say thank you. But you got a lot of folks don't do that. You know, sometimes people cash up me and uh, special birthdays and whatever, whatever. And they got the little emojis where you can do the heart and let people know what you received. But I'm big on just still following up and sending a separate text and say thank you. You know, we used to do that in corporate America, even when we went to job interviews, even if they didn't hire you. Listen to me. I'm telling you, that's why I say I've been in so many workshops. I've been taught so many things, but let me back it all the way back, back. My grandmother taught me. My grandmother told me these are things that's going to always open doors for you. Listen to me. You got to grab this. My grandmother taught me. They always say thank you, always say please, and always say yes ma'am, and no ma'am, a yes sir, and no sir. If you put a title, if you put a, if you put a handle, that's what they used to call it back then, if you put a handle in front of a person's gender, because that's all you're doing when you say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Yes, sir, no, sir. You just putting a handle in front of distinguishing their gender. That's all. I don't know why people think, yes, ma'am, and no, sir, is such a hard thing to say. It's a word, yes, and sir or ma'am is to identify your gender you are addressing. Hello. And you got people teaching their kids that you don't got to say that. Well, you know what? You need to address your gender. And you need to, as you say, yes or no, the sir or the ma'am is the gender. Hello. But this is the thing. When you don't look at how important your words can be a blessing. So I make sure. Even when I went to jobs and people didn't hire me, you know what I used to do back in the days? And I still got thank you cards. I I sent occasionally. I would send them a thank you card for taking the time. I hope somebody grabbed this. To just make time to schedule me for an interview. I have sent thank you cards. Even now, more so with people got the text message. I send thank you again, like I say, text messages to anybody that offers me a blessing, no matter how big or how small. I personally send them a separate thank you. I, I, I don't do like a lot of these young folks. You just do the emoji and then you feel people got to look at it and see and know. I'm just saying, I'm just talking about me now. I'm just saying how I roll because that's the way I was taught. So by our words, let me tell you what the scripture says. In King James Version of the Bible, the text read, But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. So many times people use so many idle words. But thank you is never an idle word. Please is never an idle word. Please and thank you. 
or two words that I'm telling you, they have opened doors for me miraculously. Yes, ma'am, and no, sir, and yes, sir, and no, ma'am, have opened doors miraculously. I've had opportunities for jobs and, and made good money, and all. the only reason I know it was not because of my acclimates, it was because of my conduct and my character, because of the words. And when you go on and you read in Matthew's chapter 12, verse 36 through 37, and I y'all done heard me quote verse 37 many times. If you follow me, it says, for by our words, we are justified. And by our words, we are condemned. And that is very profound. Trust me. A lot of people's lives are condemned. By the very words they choose to use or not use. Some people don't want to use certain words like thank you and please. It just hurt them to their heart. I'm just saying. But listen to me. You got to grab this. I know words have been very profound in my life. A lady came to my house. True story. Back in the 80s. And she was just pleased by the fact that I said yes ma'am. She in my house. No, ma'am. She came to one dinner. She sat down. She ate Thanksgiving dinner at my house. I only entertained her once. And she left. She didn't spend no night. She got back to her state of occupancy where she lived. She didn't even live in the state of Georgia. And she sent me a thank you card with $300. Because she said... She just appreciate my pleasant personality. Now, there was another incident with a man. He's a doctor, a clinical, licensed, had his own office, chiropractor. By our words, we are justified. He was talking to me. I consult to him one time and one time only. One time, y'all don't hear me now. One time, this man asked me for advice. One time. And that one time of advice, he offered to do anything I needed at the time. Anything. I said, oh, no, 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 no. You don't have to do that. I said, because I can only tell you what the Lord lead me. He said, but no, but what you advice you gave me. He said, not only did it work, but I've paid people for months and years and thousands of dollars, I've been going and paying people for advice that didn't work. But what you advised me, it did work. And it got to be something. And these are the words he said to me. He said, don't take this the wrong way. He said, but a penny to you is equal to a dollar to me. So trust me, what is it you need? It got to be something you need. And at the time, I needed to move into some apartments. And just to round it off, I needed about $700. He told me to follow him to the bank. He went in Bank of America. He came back out with the envelope with the money in it. What am I saying? By our words, we're justified. People don't understand how certain words generate blessings in your life. And I can go on and on and on with testimonies of how strangers and foreigners and people that I didn't even hardly know that have been a blessing to me. And then you got people that 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 blow your phone up and you can be available for and you can share with. And they think because they give you some crumbs. Oh, God, help me today that you owe them for the rest of your life. Or they think because of who your title is that you are entitled. And that is far from the truth. Because one thing about God, he gives all of us the same instructions. Oh, God, help me today. And just like he give me instructions on how to be, say, please and thank you. And yes, sir, and no, ma'am. He give everybody else them same instructions. They may not be those exact words, but he let us know every idle word. As if your words are not edifying, they idle. I'm just saying. If your words are not edifying, they're idle. And and the Bible said, and for everyone that you speak, for everyone that you speak, every idle word, listen to me. He said, you're going to give an account for it. Now, let me go to number three. Deeds. 
However that means, however you elect to handle something, what you going to do about it? You you know, you not heard to say, what you going to do about it? And people think because they want to act up and act out all big and bold, that that's, they, that's the deed that people got to know them by. Let me tell you something. That don't mean a hill of beans at the end of the day when you got to stand before the judgment of God. However a person handle their affairs, it should not it should not determine your conversation as believers. Listen to me. What do I mean by that? Let me give you an example. Somebody lost their only child. And I felt like no matter what, everybody should have overflowed that person with calls of compassion. Then, then, then that's a deed. That's something you chose to do. But a lot of times, based upon the relationship, and it was an estranged relationship, people had their views and opinions about whether or not they should uh, flow into compassion because this person was estranged from speaking with their child at the time of the transition. But let me tell you something about deeds. That's a dirty deed. Because however a person elect to handle a deed, is it, it, it should not determine their compassion. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. As a believer, let me throw that word in there. It should not determine their compassion as a believer. And to me, when a person has a close family member that has transitioned or birthdays, it's just something significant to me. It warrants a phone call. I'm just saying. I'm just going to keep it 1,000. It warrants a phone call. I don't care how a person feels. I don't care what they say. I'm saying as a believer, let me throw this word in there, the compassion of a person deeds is to do right by what God say to do. Now, let me give you scripture, and then I'm going to put a pen in the podcast. Okay, what's this scripture? It's, 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 uh, I come back to it, but I, I know exactly what it says. Okay, it's, it's in Romans. I know it's in Romans. I think, is it Romans? Okay, I'm going to put it in my footnotes. I know what it says. It says that each of us will give an account of himself. That means your actions and your deeds unto God. Each of us will give an account for our actions unto God. Each of us will give an account of our actions unto God. Romans 14, 11 through 13. Listen to me. When you read that, it's going to let you know. Therefore, each of us is going to give an account to God. And so oftentimes, we think what we choose to do and don't do, it matters. Yeah, well, it may matter in your peanut head. But I'm just saying, when it comes to God, it's a whole nother thoughts. That's why his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. So where does that leave us? When we become guilty, listen to me, of criticizing another person, what does that leave us? Have you ever been guilty of criticizing someone? I know I have. Now, because I'm not going to lie to myself. So where does that leave us? When we become guilty of criticizing another person. And where does that leave us whenever we find faults to condemn any person? Any man, any woman, any child, especially, I always say, for those gossiping circle of women. You know how some women, they just get off their phone and they go from one phone call to one phone call to the next phone call. And they'll find themselves done spent the whole day and they did number get on the phone just to gossip. I'm just saying. This is the thing you need to hear. It leaves us looking Silly and worse, sinful before God. People may not think about that. That's why I don't have time. I'm telling you, I made a lot of exceptions on my phone with a lot of nonsense over my life and over the years. I, this year, I re- my phone has re- barely rang and I have barely used it because you know what? If it's going to generate a whole lot of gossip, I'm really serious. I, I don't want to talk about it and I don't want to hear it. 
especially when we're all going to end up kneeling in the place of judgment. That's the part you got to get. We're all going to end up. Listen, we are all. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care how much you, how well you look, how fine you think you are, how cute. Whatever in this whole world that you've been living, breathing, and doing, guess what? At the end of the day, we all going to end up kneeling in the same place. I'm just saying. That's why I don't get it twisted. That's why I ain't falling out with folks. That's why I ain't got no, I, listen. I'm 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 just straight up across the board when it comes to truth. Because this is the thing. And there's nobody I put on no pedestal because they're gonna have to kneel in judgment just like me. I'm just saying, we all gonna have to do it. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. Listen, this is what the word says. This is not just me saying this. But I know we're all going to end up kneeling in the place of judgment and facing God. All of us. All of our critical, condescending ways. They they ain't going without a judgment. And we're all going to need to either improve our position on earth before we get to heaven. Listen, I'm just saying. You can read it for yourself. What the scripture says. Because I know as I live and breathe, God says every knee will bow before him. Every tongue will tell and confess. And what you think you're going to confess? When they say every knee shall bow and every tongue must confess, what do you think you're going to be in heaven confessing on your knees as you bow? Your spirit. I ain't talking about seeing you see yourself as a human being bending down in the heaven. You already don't even understand the concept of heaven because there's going to not be no flesh, no bones and no blood in heaven. Not in heaven. All the blood was dismissed on the earth. That's why nothing but the blood of Jesus saves us on the earth. Because once we get to heaven, we're spirits. So our spirit will be kneeling before God and confessing. And what do you think we're going to be confessing? We got to confess the honest truth that God is God. And we'll confess that Jesus is Lord. So the best deed is to first off, mind your business. I'm just saying, if ain't nobody told you starting at 2024, then let me be the first to tell you. If had nobody already, mind your business. What does that mean? Mind your business. We've all got our hands full taking care of our own life and our own business before God. I'm just saying. If you reaching out to people for a need, then let it be a need indeed. And when it's a need indeed, listen, you should always be thankful. You should always be grateful. Because people don't have to do whatever they do. This is the year release, remember? And this is the Lord's release. This is not about our releasing. But trust these words. So each of us shall give an account of our own self before God. You got to trust them words. It doesn't matter what somebody else did or didn't do. You still got to stand before God. That is why this is the release season. And that's why the first eight days of this month I've been doing more than ever is minding my business and handling my business. I think I have talked less since the beginning of this year than I have in a good while. Because I've been busy being busy. I'm just saying. When you mind your business, and this is the part I don't get and grab. I don't know if it's just me or is it anybody else can see. I can't understand how these people that got kids still in their house can be busy about this. I'm just saying by the time, and I don't have no kids in the house no more. I don't got to get up and do all that cooking if I don't have to. But by the time somebody feed their children breakfast, lunch, and dinner, well, if they doing like I used to do. And I had my little routine, listen to me. I got up every morning. And I wasn't working. 
And you know what? And I know I was one of them, what they call a hustler. I was a hustler paradise for, for, for a woman. Because these kind of men, you know, hustlers, they used to like them women if they was home at their disposal. But yet, they was very busy. And so, I was like the queen of the hustlers. You know, they, they like them kind of women. That smart, articulate, gonna wash, cook, and clean, and take care of their children, the house on point, on schedule, manable. I did all this stuff, and I ain't, I, listen, and I was unemployed but I had a routine and I had a schedule and no matter what whenever they came through you know and whatever through the week I was a weekend love because I ain't had time through the weekdays I'm just saying I had to stick to my routine and they didn't have cell phones hello they didn't have social media hello and I still used to be tired at the end of the day and I'd be like how in the world these people got time to mind their business I'm just saying and take care who it did something that went lacking because I'm just saying for me and I'm just saying for me and I'm talking about when I was in my 20s we're talking about 40 some years ago or 30 some years ago but listen to me I had a routine I got up every morning my two children was in school went to school and listen I ain't got no shame in my game I was living in the projects I wasn't living nowhere all fast and footloose and fast and free I'm living in a small town a small town in some housing projects, but I still had a mentality. That's why I say, as a man thinking, my mentality wasn't no project mentality. Because, you know, they had given us a stigma. You know, people give project people a stigma. They think all of them lazy. They sleep half of the day. They watch TV. They house ain't clean. They poor. And they, oh, they give you a stigma. But see, my mind didn't think like that because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. My mind was thinking this is a this is a transition. I had to come here because I'm going through a transition. I left my husband and until I can get on the good foot and get back up on my feet, you know what? This is a transition. But my mind had nothing to do with being there no more than to survive. But I still had a routine because I had been a working woman. You don't hear me now. I had been a working woman at Geico and other places. So this is what I'm still, still it got the same mindset. I'm here temporarily. I'm in a transition. But I can't stay here and stay stuck here. So what I had to do, I stuck with my routine. I got up. I still exercised every morning. After my oldest kids went off to school, before the babies woke up, when they woke up, I fed them, I bathed them, and, and then I put them on their clothes, I set them in the room, I had my routine with them, where they did their little learning stuff, and then I gave them lunch at 12, and when they ate lunch, then it was nap time, then when they had their nap time, I had my lunch, and that's the only time I watched TV, that's when I watched the soaps, and when the soaps went off, guess what, I got up. I got up, I started prepping for my dinner because I done took my food out, my meat to unthaw, and now I got to prep it before the children come home from school. And then I'm downstairs switching in the kitchen when they come home from school and they sitting at the table. First, they do their chores. Then they sit at the table and do their homework or go outside. But first, you know, before they get all that going, they had to have a lunch. So I had to have lunch stuff. I had grocery shopping day. I had washing clothes day. I had days to iron clothes because I sat there some days all day and just ironed. I'm just saying, I had days assigned to do stuff to keep me busy. I had pay my bills day. And let me tell you something, even though all my children are groaning on their own, do you not know I still do that? Why do I do that? Because I mind my business. And then the days that I visit or days that I talk, listen, I find it like, exhilarating because I don't have no pressing stuff to do. But God is looking at you is what I'm saying in 2024. And he's know everything every day that people do in their deeds. And we're going to bow for it. And I just don't, I'm just not going to consume my time with a, with a lot of nonsense on these telephones. I'm just saying. I call them hello phones. That's them calls where people just literally bring hell to your ears. I'm just saying. I'm not doing it. 
This is, I'm, I'm doing something. Listen, I came out of 2023. God said, new year, new you. He did a lot of new me for the end of that year. He severanced a lot of things. He meant that. And I'm going to stick with that. There are a lot of people this year. And, and God brought it before the, end, the year closed. He brought a lot of relationships to severance them. You know why? Because these people don't think right. They don't speak right. And they don't do right. I'm just saying. I'm, we back to the three, the three things that can bring blessings or beasts. They can bring blessings or beasts. Your thoughts, your words, and your deeds. What you thinking, what you speaking, and what you doing. And let me tell you something. I truly give God all the praise, the honor, and the glory. Because right now, I tell you, I'm in a position that I know, I know, that God has shown me some miracle signs and wonders. Naturally, physically, spiritually, financially, all the way around. You know, I walked through my place yesterday. And I just sat here and I just thank God. Before the end of the year, I'm telling you, God start moving mightily, touching hearts of people, people being a blessing. And I tell you, people have been such a tremendous blessing in my life. And I give God all the thanks and the praise, the honor, and the glory. But I make it a habit of treating people the way I want to be treated and I want to be treated kind. And I want to be treated with appreciation and thoughtfulness. And that's the way I treat people in return. You know, and so when I talk to people, I want to be mannerable. When I talk to people, I want to be honest. <laughs> Please be honest with people. Tell the truth. I'm just saying. You want to keep your word if you able to keep your word. Don't tell people things you're going to do if you know you can't do them. You know, somebody asked me about doing a favor for me some years ago. And I and I went to them at the time. I owed them $900. And they told me to, to keep it until I can do what I got. I said, no, because I don't know when I'll be able to. I got it now to give. And they said, well, look, just whenever you able. And this is the thing. It's, it, it's good to be mindful with your words. Don't, 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 don't promise nothing that you can't keep. And don't offer to do nothing that you feel bad about doing. I'm just saying. If you can't do it and you ain't able, don't do it. And if you can do it and you able to do it, I'm just saying, do it. That's me. I'm going to say me. That's me. But whatever I put my mouth out there to say, I want to be able to back it up. And if I can't back it up, I don't want to say it. And all that makes a difference, especially in this season of release. Be mindful what you say is all I'm saying. Remember, it's your words and they generate it from your thoughts. Because sometimes your thoughts be so quick to say stuff. As as, they, as I used to say, it'll write a check with your mouth that your mind can't cash. I'm just saying. Don't be writing no checks with your mouth your mind can't cash. I'm just saying. Don't be reaching in your right pocket with your left hand. Try it and see. It don't work good. And, and so when it comes to money and releasing and lending, and if you know it going to bother you to do it, just don't do it. It'll be okay. Tell the person that. You're not able. It's better to say I'm not able and not do than to do it when you know you ain't able and you're going to get in your feelings and get mad and fall out with folks because they ain't going to give it back and you shouldn't look for it back. I'm just saying, hello. The season of release. 
And on that note, may the blessings from heaven flow, flow, flow down into your lives, meet all of your needs, even the things your heart desire. May you continue to prosper and be in good health even as your soul prosper. I encourage you to take this message and and, and allow it to resonate. I I said I was going to do a part three, but I, I, I don't need to do another additional part. I think people getting in and got in, and if you didn't, go back and revisit, rewind, listen to this message. This is the year of release. You got to decide. Do you want blessings or do you want the beast? Which road you going to travel? It's a two-way street. It's two lanes. Love and hate. Give and harbor. Release and restore. Because the more you release, the more God is going to restore in your life. You got to release all that toxic and tainted thinking, the words, and the things you've done, let it go. And the things that people didn't do, shoulda, coulda did for you and didn't do, let it go. Is all I'm saying. God blessings as always. Thank you for tuning in to WDGS on your podcast station. And I appreciate you always as we all know thoughts, words, and deeds are going to make a difference. God bless. Bye for now.